This is I Like That Story, a Prairie Christmas episode number three, Planting Christmas Trays. This is a Prairie Christmas episode of I Like That Story is brought to you by Evolution Consulting, nationwide consulting for style, speaking, and stage. Some stories have sounds, some have sights. This memory has a taste. I'm standing in the middle of my life on the side of a hill in Minnesota because it is on the small farm I grew up on, and I can easily see back through the years to my childhood, and I find myself puzzling over the sensation. The empty fields to the north are now packed with luxury condos and fancy houses. The barbed wire fences I helped stretch out on hot summer days now sag next to asphalt walking paths. This surreal feeling is heightened because I'm helping my dad plant Christmas trees, another task from my youth. The pecking order of childhood is still there. I am a 16-year-old boy doing what my father is telling me to do, but instead of a man in full strength, my father has diminished to a 76-year-old with a staggering shuffle. I'm doing the math as I'm helping him. He's 30 years older than me. The last time I did any meaningful work on this hill was 30 years ago, and I have become the father I remember. Planting Christmas trees. The process has changed, but not in any sort of efficient or practical way. I take a planting shovel a heavy T-handled tool that cuts a wedge in the soft ground. I stand on the shovel with both feet, balancing myself as I rock back and forth, slowly sinking the shovel up to its hilt. Then I heave it out, and the ground makes a small sucking sound. Dad is next to me. He has taken the job that involves less strength, but more pain. He has a five-gallon bucket full of little trees about the size of a pencil, He sticks in two trees, one on each side of the six-inch slot in the ground. He gives me a nod, and then I sink the shovel into the ground, making another slot a few inches away and parallel to the first. Once it's sunk to the hilt, I rock it back toward the little trees, squeezing the flap of dirt against the roots. A painted stake is then driven in the ground, so no one mows over the trees, and the exercise is now complete. Now, using the bucket as a crutch, Dad painfully lifts himself to his feet, picks up the bucket, and limps to the next tree. It's an exercise in futility. I mean, if it wasn't my dad, I might even tell him it was stupid. I have committed to planting 400 trees this afternoon. I learned that only about 10 will survive the 15 years needed before some person from the condo next door cuts it down for Christmas. That's why plant two per hole, he says. It doubles the odds from astronomical to merely pathetic. It's all about rain, he says. If it rains, they might live. If it doesn't, they'll be dead in two weeks. The ones that survive might get eaten by a lawnmower or a deer or some unexplainable event. I find one hole that has beaten all odds and both trees have survived. They look to be about four years old, but... Now they're too close, and will strangle each other. He shrugs, takes a loppers, and clips one of them off. I look at him. He shrugs again. Oh, well. 
Mom has just come out with lunch. Lunch is a farm term that means something to eat brought out to the workers in between times they go inside to eat. In this case, lunch is a thermos of coffee and a plate of apple pie bars. Now, forgive this tangent. I I cannot just mention apple pie bars in passing. Apple pie bars are a delicacy from my youth that I have completely taken for granted and have since forgotten. Made in a shallow rectangular pan, they feature lard crusts that my mom had rendered herself. About a peck of apples from the orchard and sweetened with honey from the bees they kept. Tart, sweet, crumbly, a portable version of apple pie drizzled with just enough glaze to make you wipe your hands on the cold fall grass. Mom gives me a apple pie bar and pats my hair. Your hair is so gray, she says with a smile. I say thanks, Mom, and I eat my apple pie bar. It tastes delicious with a thermos of coffee. She takes the coffee mug, looks at me and smiles and says, Your hair is so gray. Mom has Alzheimer's, the beginning stages, but soon we know what is inevitable. Anyway, we go back to work. The work is hard. It is a beautiful fall day, and I find myself drawn to it. I said that Dad had the more painful job. Yes, painful to do and painful to watch. Dad had his hip replaced two years ago, and both his knees are shot. He also has neuropathy, or loss of feeling, in his feet. So the man I remember with the long legs and the four-foot stride now shuffles painfully along from hole to hole. If we push it, we will plant together 400 trees that day, leaving Dad to plant 800 by himself. And why? They will have to leave this place when Mom can no longer function. The tax laws which made such laborious work worthwhile have been changed. Now the trees must pay for themselves, and planting, pruning, and upkeep no longer make it worthwhile. Yet he does it. And the obedient son that is in me helps and tries to understand why. I suppose some of it is stubbornness, Dad refusing to change in the face of a changing world, because he doesn't have to, not yet. Fear, too. If my math is correct, they've lived there together 44 years. Certainly any other place they would have to live would be drastically different. Better to live today than face tomorrow. But positive emotions are at work that fine day as well, like optimism. A tree is a belief that tomorrow will come, and although they don't live forever, they can outlive us. Unspoken proof to the world that we were here, that we made some sort of difference. Maybe that's why, of all the work on the farm, planting trees has the most satisfaction. But I also think there is wisdom. The apple pie bars help me remember all things will come to pass, and when they are gone, They're gone, the bad and the good. My rush to leave adolescence also left behind the apple pie bars that I had completely forgotten about. It was the last time I worked on the farm. The land was sold. Mom and Dad moved away. 
That memory remains a bitter-sweet one, flavored with sun and dew and sweat and sorrow and the sweet, sweet taste of apple pie bars. Thank you for listening. The story comes out of my syndicated radio show, A Prairie Christmas, a holiday gift from all of us at I Like That Story. I like that story.net is where you can find out more about the places I speak, the books I write, podcasts, blogs, CDs of some of your favorite Christmas stories, and more. Look us up on I like that story.net. And until next time, with music from Dan Schwartz, I'm Jeff Gould. Merry Christmas. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.